We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused like this is the bottom of night Baby, you know we ready to win Sports and pop culture, we cover those things that Welcome back to the All Bases Covered podcast We are back after a week-long hiatus Some of that was Due to our jobs, uh, our our primary jobs taken away from us and Halloween. But we are back on a Monday. I got my boy Josh here. We're still waiting on our producer. I don't think Sam's going to be joining us today on the show. But we wanted to bring one here for you on a Monday. Uh, some exciting things have been going down. How are we doing, Josh? Trying to get some laundry, throw it downstairs, and trying to take care of some kids real quick. <laughs> but everything else is pretty hey, good. Man. All right. Well, we're going to spin the wheel when Joe gets here, so we will find out what our punishment is. Uh, how about that, though? The Bengals ran the ball out of shotgun, and the cart and the Panthers didn't know what the Bengals were going to do, and the Bengals were able to run for four touchdowns and get Joe Mixon involved. How about that? Isn't it funny how when you – when the defense doesn't know what you're going to do, how much more successful you can be. Well, is it that case or the case that Carolina is just a poor football team? I mean, they're not very they're not a very good team, so I they're mean, not I, they're not a very good they're not a very good team, but hey, they they you know, they were hanging around some other quality teams there like if you look at their record I know you know since they put PJ Walker in there they had looked a lot better now I I get it they're two and seven but we lost to what a two and five two and six Cleveland team the year before the week before yeah but that Cleveland team is it's a team that should have two to three more wins they lost it late in a lot in a couple of them games yeah so I would say they're they're a better team than what their record states. Carolina, not so much. But to your point with P.J. Walker, yeah, they looked good for that one week. They didn't look very good uh, Sunday until Baker Mayfield no. came in. Nope, that's so. true. But, you know, Atlanta uh, barely got by Carolina. Uh, some say based on a bad call on D.J. Moore make it where he you know, they called him for taking his helmet off, even though he was off the field. And uh, they beat Tampa Bay. You know, they they uh, they beat the Saints earlier. They they barely lost to Cleveland and New York. They lost those two games by a combined five points. So, yeah, Carolina is not very good, but the Bengals avoided a trap and came out firing on all cylinders. So, it, it's been – it, it was a much better uh, performance offensively, um, you know, against Carolina. Now, now we get into the meat of the schedule, man, because Cincinnati, there's it's no 
rest for the weary in the second half. They're five and four, and we got Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland again, Tampa Bay, New England, Buffalo, and Baltimore. Yeah, and I mean coming out, Pittsburgh should be a win. Um, yeah, even but, though they they beat us before, but road prime time game, Josh. True, we are zero and two this year with road prime time games. And division opponents, so that yeah. kind of hurts in our favor. But I, I think we, can, I mean, I think we can beat Tennessee. I, Tennessee yeah, I doesn't do worry me too much. Uh, Kansas City will be a especially, good game, especially if Malik Willis is the quarterback, because that dude can't fucking yeah. throw. Even if Tannehill, and they have no receivers, dude, not very good. We'll just load up the box to stop Derrick Henry, and we'll say, you know, you guys got to throw it to beat us. Go go for it. But no, I one hundred percent agree. That's what Kansas City was daring them to do, just run the ball. Just run the ball. You're not gonna throw against us and um, that's what happened. I mean that defense is still good enough to create havoc, so we would have to find a way to score points. So yeah. but you know we couldn't score against Cleveland. That I think Tennessee's defense is a little bit better than Cleveland's. Tennessee's defense, yeah, I mean, they did sack Burrow, what, seven times in that playoff game? So, no, I thought it was nine. We're going to have to get creative again. We're going to have to run draw plays. We're going to have to run some screen plays like they did against against that aggressive front for Carolina. So, um, yeah, I that's it's, it's, we'll see what I, – I still think Cincinnati, they got to get to 11 wins is my estimate. To get into the playoffs, I think they got to be eleven and six. I think the, there's a lot of teams that are not as good as what we thought, and I, I think the AFC South is only sending one team. I honestly think that the AFC West might only send one team. I'm, I'm not sold on the Chargers. The Chargers, what they, I know they beat Atlanta, but that, I mean, they were struggling for most of that game. And the Chargers' schedule in the back half is still pretty brutal. They still got to go at San Francisco. They still got games against Kansas City, uh, a game against Kansas City. They got to go at Las Vegas. They got the Dolphins, the Titans, and then they still got the Rams on deck, plus uh, a road game to uh, at Denver, which is not an easy place to win. And the Chargers have no margin for error right now. No, you're you're absolutely right. I don't think the Chargers are as good as we expected. Uh, the AFC East is though. I mean, you got the they are sitting at six and three. You got Miami yeah. sitting at six and three. Buffalo yeah, and, and even and two. And New England at five and four, which is what our record is. Yeah, so, so they might yeah. send three teams. They might. They might. So there's seven teams, right? Seven teams make the playoffs currently in, in what we have. So the Bengals are currently, if the playoffs started today, the Bengals would be out of it currently. But there's a lot that can happen uh, over the next couple of weeks. So I, I still think if, if even if the AFC East sends three teams and the South sends one team, that the North can get two teams, that's five, and then the AFC West can still get possibly two teams. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. But let's, let's spin the wheel, guys. Um, let's see what our punishments are. I will go first. 
one here, and then you guys can fight it out over who goes next. But I will spin the wheel first. Oh, we finally got JoJo on? Yeah, we got Joe on. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. Spin the wheel for oh, what? We didn't I got, I got talk like a pirate for an entire show. I made it. I made that. You know what? I'm going to pay this one off on Friday. I will do the pirate on Friday. So, um, um, who wants to go next between Joe and Josh? I'll go ahead and just go. We'll save All the right, best Josh. for last. Josh, what did you land on? Oh, Josh, you got an easy one, man. You got you got stank breath. Eat an entire raw onion. Oh. Man, tomato. Can I? Oh, that I got it. All right. Eat the eat the onion and tomato soup. Got it. Okay. There you go. There you go. Maybe maybe I'll pull off on Friday Edward Forty Hands, and I just won't use my computer at all. And then I'll do uh, and I'll do talk like a pirate while I'm drinking forty all on Friday show. All right, Joe. Hold on, Let's before see what you Joe draw, got. hold on, hold on, hold on. Huh? When did we draw teams for this? This was Joe, for the this last is from the Friday. previous week. We never we never drew teams, and this is and we never got our punishments from the previous week. Because because Monday was uh, Halloween, Halloween, so we didn't do the show to draw our yeah. This is That's right. And then you had a call on Friday. That's right. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yep, just checking. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Still got an easy one, too. We all got off somewhat easy. <laughs> Joe, you got... You got the Phil Jackson where you have to do an entire show with 11 ring pops on your hands. <laughs> Find a way to get 11 <laughs> ring pops on your hands to do an entire show to just take pictures. <laughs> Damn, Joe, you got to go spend money on them fucking ring pops like a motherfucker. I don't think you can find the bags for like Halloween. You could now, like you can now. Uh, I'm sure you can get them on Amazon for pretty cheap. Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, so all of us got off easy. No one got the along came Polly, which is Joe rubbing his sweaty belly against one of our faces. Uh, nobody got the action pants or the any given Sunday, which is giving the speech to uh, a bar full of people from the famous speech from any given Sunday. So, uh, I don't know. We'll find out Friday, uh, uh, drawing of the helmets. But uh, jo- Joe gets off easy with the ring pops, and so does Josh and myself. All I have to do is talk like a pirate and sound like an asshole for an entire show, and it's only an hour, so that's all right. Uh, I mean, you sound like an asshole like every show, though. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Hey, I appreciate that. Isn't that what some of our viewers said? Snowflake? <laughs> Snowflake. 
Uh, speaking of viewers, by the way, we got we got viewers submitted would you rather to possibly get to later on today if if if, if we get time. So uh that that should be a fun a fun little topic. Um you guys so I was laughing my ass off. I, I I went to Twitter and and it's always funny to go to Twitter after like a, a passionate fan base loses loses a game and just see the fucking meltdown. Bama fans weren't having it, man. Alabama fans are distraught after losing to LSU. They have two losses now, and they are now calling for the firing of Nick Saban. There was even a webpage started called firenicksaban.com. Now, I just want to to point this out. Nick Saban was hired in 2007 at Alabama. His first year there, Alabama went 7-6. The next year, the very next 12-2 and two and went to the Sugar Bowl, and by his third year, they won a national title. Okay? Nick Saban has won one, two, three, four, five, six national titles, and he's lost in three national title games. So he's played for nine national titles since 2007 in 15, in 15 years. In 15 years, he's played for nine national titles and won six. The last time Nick Saban lost more than two games, 2010, they went 10-3. and I think Alabama fans are at the height of being fucking spoiled for calling for Nick Saban's head. Yeah, I did read an article today that Paul Finnebaum, the SEC master writer, come out and said, yeah. this is the worst Nick Saban job uh, that he's seen. Because he's been outcoached multiple times. He's been outcoached by Steve Sarkeesian. He was outcoached by Josh Hupole from Tennessee. He was outcoached by Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M. He was outcoached uh, by Brian Kelly this past week. Yeah. Okay. You went. You went against Texas. You're not out coached. You took the W. Jimbo Fisher. You win. You took the W. You're not out coached. Tennessee. Come down to the last second. LSU. Come down to the last play of the game. You're not being out coached. Yeah. At all. No. So I don't know how that like pundit you. can say he's been out coached multiple times this year. No, no. I mean, just because Bama routinely pulls in top three recruiting classes doesn't mean that all those guys pan out. You know what I mean? Like, like to your point, getting out coached is not losing by three points by one point. Uh, losing at LSU by one point in overtime is not getting out coached. Simply not getting out coached. If LSU had beat Alabama by ten points or seventeen points. Maybe he got out coached, but losing on a last play of the game, it, it, it just, it, I mean, it, some, sometimes 
you don't reload as good as you thought you were going to be. And Alabama, for as much talent as they had back, everybody forgets that the 2021 team that played for the national title was ridiculous. And they lost so many guys to the draft. They lost Brian Robinson, their starting tailback. They lose Jamison Williams and John Mechie. And I think Slade Bolden even went pro. So you lose three of their top four wide receivers. They lost they lost like four guys, four or five guys off that defense, including uh, including uh sorry, Jalen Jalen Davis and Jordan and I think Jordan Battle's gone too. And and they lost uh Fedarian Mathis. I mean Sometimes you lose guys, and and you're just not as good the next season, even if you were expected to be good. The 2022 team returned, I believe, like um, I, I think they returned like 12 starters or so. I just it is what it is, man. And and Bryce Young, Bryce Young's pretty good, but hasn't Bryce Young been banged up, uh, Josh? Yeah, I was, about to, I was about to point that out. Like, he's been hurt. The last few weeks, his throwing shoulder is hurt. So, well, yeah. that does also, have an effect. I mean, also, let's, let's be real. If, if LSU goes for two, like they did, and they miss, nobody's sitting here talking about Nick Saban being outcoached. Uh, right, and and then they're going, oh LSU fucked up because they should have never went for two, but because they got the play, you know, and good on them, and good on them, and don't get me wrong, I'm a, I fucking hate Alabama, like hate Alabama, but I mean, you're not sitting here talking shit about Nick Saban being out coached if they miss right. that two, you know, it was a fucking play, one play, and it just happened. That they got the ball at the last, the last opportunity, and said, "You know what? Let's go ball to the wall. Let's go for it all." Like, well, that, I mean, that's that's where you're, you're to a point. Is yeah, LSU. What did they have to win? What did they have to lose? They're already two. They already have two yeah. losses on the season. More than likely, they're not going to be playing for a national championship. Right. Let's just say that. So the only thing they can do is win the SEC West. And the only way to do it is you've got to beat Alabama. Let's just go for it. If we do, great. We win. We're, we, we're in prime position to win the SEC West and go play Georgia uh, and get annihilated by Georgia. Great. Okay. Or you yeah. make – or if you lose, so what? We, we played the number five team in the country that we weren't expected to hang with and we're a 10-point underdog. And we played them tough. What, what's that say about your, your legacy for the next year? You're looking pretty fucking good next year right. at Absolutely. that point. Yeah. So, Brian right. Kelly turned that program around in less than a year. It, it's definitely so it, was, it was definitely a win-win situation for LSU. Like, you oh, know, no matter what choice they made, like you said, they're looking good. Because, I mean, if they lose, they can still say, hey – we were the underdogs, and we took Bama to overtime. 
But I will say this. Bama has looked beatable for the first time in a long time. They have looked absolutely beatable. So, but but it happens sometimes, right? Oh, it, it just exactly. happens. Sometimes, sometimes you just don't have as good of a team as, as you thought they were going to be, or you have injuries and other things, and it just doesn't turn out to be the way that you thought. Like for instance, I you know the team that I thought was going to be very good, and they looked very beatable don't during this season was Ohio State in 2017. They they were coming off they were they were preseason number 2 team in the country. They finished 12 and 2 this year. That was the year they got blown out by Iowa and then they and they lost to Oklahoma at home and then had a couple close calls with uh Wisconsin in the uh in the Big 10 title game and then a few other games where they uh they they barely beat Penn State um that year that year, that season they, they won by one and they I think their starting quarterback for 2017 who who was that was it was that the Dwayne Haskins team no it was still JT Barrett still JT Barrett in 2017 I but they they looked beatable. They didn't look as good, and they they lost two games. They ended up beating I think USC in the Cotton Bowl, twenty four to seven. But you know, a lot of people thought Ohio State coming off uh, an eleven and two season in two thousand sixteen were going to run the table and play for a national title. They just didn't look as good in twenty seventeen as they probably could have been. And I, I will. I'm glad you brought up Ohio State because. Same thing you're hearing about Bama was the same stuff that was being said during the Ohio State Northwestern game. Was oh Ohio State's completely overrated, blah blah blah. Uh, same thing with Michigan against Rutgers. Oh, yeah. Michigan's beatable. They're they're losing to Rutgers. Like there's another half of football to play. Relax. Yeah. Ohio State yeah. had to battle uh, weather. 50-mile-an-hour winds, 30 – I think they said at one point, 30-mile-per-hour sustained winds in that stadium. It's blowing everywhere. It's Chicago, near Chicago, Windy City. They call it windy for a reason. So, C.J. Yeah. Stroud couldn't throw the ball. They looked he very, very – They're, also, they're <laughs> missing Trayvon Henderson as well. They didn't have Trayvon – they were down like 12 guys for that game. Yeah, Trayvon Henderson, and this is coming off of Mayan Williams when he got hurt the week before. He was banged up. Yeah. So, uh, now, now, as far as what you're saying, honestly, I think Michigan is primed to beat Ohio State again. I think they, I think they figure out how to beat Ohio State, and that's in the trenches. Uh, running the ball, dominating offensive and defensive line of scrimmages, and make them one-dimensional. Uh, well, CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud, I don't – if he doesn't run the ball, if he doesn't become that quarterback to, to be able to run out of pocket and extend plays, Ohio State's not good enough to win a national title. They're going to get beat by Michigan. Well, He's got to get I'll out of the they, pocket and run the ball. If they they – now, mind you, in 2020, Ohio State did not play Michigan because that was the COVID year, and Michigan canceled that game in 2020. 
So if Ryan Day loses this season to Michigan, he will be one and two against Michigan when Trestle and Urban Meyer have one loss total to Michigan. Trestle lost in 2006. No, 2006 was the year with uh, Tattoo Gate. So it, that was Trestle never lost. No, it wasn't. Head to head no, it wasn't. Michigan. Tattoo Gate was 2000 and 2011. When Luke Fickle was the guy that was the interim coach, that was 2011. You're right. They did upset. Uh, they did upset him one time. That was. Uh, yeah, you're right. I do remember that, that now. Was the, that was the Chris Perry team. Correct. Yep. But other than that, other than that, Jim Trestle went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and one against Michigan, and I think Urban Meyer was like six or seven and zero. Oh. So if, if Ryan Day loses twice to Michigan and goes to one and two, I'm not saying he's going to be on the hot seat, but I think he's going to be feeling the heat a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I would agree. I would kind of agree. I mean, the same thing with uh, Jim Harbaugh. That he was on the the hot seat for not being able to beat Ohio State. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I think he's finally figured out how to beat them, uh, but. What I, I think Ohio State is missing this between last year and this year is that Justin Fields, is that JT Barrett, uh, to a point Dwayne Haskins, because they weren't afraid to start running the ball. C.J. Stroud, he's, it's like he's afraid to run the, run the ball. And yeah, that opens up your, your RPOs, your run pass options. Yeah. That's what you have to, to do in college football now. I mean, that's how the, the main teams are winning. Stetson Bennett, RPO. Bryce Young, RPO. J.J. McCarthy, RPO. All three teams have something in common. A quarterback that's not willing or not afraid to run the ball. Ohio State, quarterback, afraid to run the ball until the last game when he had to. But he, he flat out came and said, I don't need to run the ball. I'm going to sit back and throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. Well, and to be honest, he doesn't have the receivers that he had a year ago that he can do that with. Jackson Smith and Jigba has been hurt most of the year. Marvin Harrison and some of these other guys um, haven't really sold in the way that they needed. What the fuck are you uh, smoking left. right now, bro? What? What are you smoking right now? What kind of fucking weed did Sam give you, bro? What are you They're talking already about? Calling Marvin Harrison Jr., the number one receiver in the country. That I dude has do. stepped up. That dude's a fucking beast right now. I think he overtook Jackson Smith and Jigba. That dude is fucking legit. He is probably the number one receiver in college football. With route running, no, he's not the number. Getting open. He's not the number one receiver. He's not the number one receiver in college football. First off, okay, not based on look, these metrics. Listen to all the pundits. All the pundits are saying it right now. Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably right now the best receiver in college football. We'll see. I think I think you're seeing it through rose-colored glasses. Fine, Marvin Harrison. I was wrong about. I didn't realize that he had ten touchdowns on the season. But there's not a single other Ohio State receiver is in the top 50 in – that wasn't the case a year ago when you had Olave and Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jigba all in the top 20. 
You have Duker should be in the top receiver. fifty. What are you talking about? Who? He's almost got a almost a thousand yards on the season already. Who are you talking about? Ibuka. I'm looking Dude. through here. Unless I missed him. Unless I missed him on the list. But I only saw Marvin Harrison. He was number 13 in the country. You got to remember it's the hard. first, like, four or five weeks was uh, Abuka was the big playmaker. And then Marvin Harrison Jr. stepped up the last few weeks big time. But Abuka at the beginning of the season was probably the, their best receiver. Now it's definitely Marvin Harrison Jr. All right. So and Julian here Fleming, we go. Julian Fleming is a fucking garbage. That dude's trash. He anything. No, you're a high-rated wide receiver, touted, four or five star, and Saturday's game, you drop two or three passes right in your fucking numbers. Come on. Come on. So I'm looking at on a game-to-game basis here for your boy, Emeka Abuka. I'm trying to see his total. Usually they'll do a breakdown by individual games. And oh, here it is, game logs for this season, 2022. So, to your point, he started off like gangbusters, okay? The first mm-hmm. couple weeks, Notre Dame he had nine catches, 90 yards. Against Arkansas State, he had four catches for 118. Toledo, seven catches, 116. And Wisconsin, it was it was six catches for 118. And then he went off from, against Michigan State. But – Against against Iowa, six catches, 80 yards. Penn State, six catches, 53 yards. And against Northwestern, where they couldn't throw the ball, two catches for six yards. So he's had some good games. He has he he showed out early in the season, but it seems like since since about the, the tide the season, kind of yeah the tide turned and they started uh, yeah the tide kind of turned and they started uh, going for Marvin Harrison Jr. more. But, uh, I mean, Ibuka dropped a fucking touchdown pass Saturday right to him, hit, hit him in his numbers, and he dropped it for a touchdown. That would have been a long play, too. Man, there's so many drop balls on Saturday between them. But, all right, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Why don't we go? Why don't we go into things that piss me off? Let me get some music ready. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, here we go. Number five, the Powerball. <laughs> How are you going to have a two billion two billion dollars, and the winner is only going to get like maybe six hundred million dollars? Where's all where's, where's the rest of that fucking money going? Some bullshit. Hey, hey real quick. Real, real quick, Josh, if, if, if I win the Powerball, I'm buying the Cincinnati Reds from the Castellinis if it gets much higher. <laughs> I mean, you probably ought to afford it. Yeah. Number four, shrinkflation. What shrinkflation? Have you guys bought a bag of chips lately and only a fourth of it's filled now and three-fourths of it is air? What the fuck is that? I remember bags when they were three-fourths full and only a fourth full of air. Let's bring that shit back. Number three, dumb football fans. We just covered it. Enough said. No, 
Number two, hangovers in my late 30s, early 40s. I wish I could go back to my my teens and, and early 20s, late 20s, where I can drink all day and be completely fine the next day. If I had a hangover, it'd be gone within six hours. Now that's just last for fucking two days. And number one, the most important one, Sam and Joe not fulfilling any of their punishments yet. That pisses me <laughs> off. <laughs> Can I, you know what pisses me off? Joe always questioning the rules or asking questions about why we're spinning and not keeping an inventory of, of where we are. <laughs> that pisses me off. I hear crickets in the background. <laughs> there it is. There we go. <laughs> oh. Gotta love it. <laughs> so my my question is what's what's going on? With some of these teams that we thought we were going to be Super Bowl contenders, Green Bay, what, three and five? L.A., again, three and five. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, either L.A. or Tampa had to win yesterday's game. So, I mean, even Tampa Bay did not look very good. You know who else is kind of shocking to me? That that looks so bad this year that I I really didn't expect it is is the Colts. I I really thought even though Matt Ryan wasn't was far removed from like his MVP days, I, I thought he'd at least be a better option than Philip Rivers or, or Carson Wentz, and that's not been the case. And and then the Colts just fired Frank Reich, who I think is a great head coach, and I, I feel like. Some team that scoops him up, that ends up taking a uh, rehiring him, that and he'll probably wait out a job that has a decent quarterback. But they're they're going to get a steal because he's been dealt a shit hand. He was there for one season. He had Andrew Luck, and then Luck retired the very next year. And he's dealt Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and Taylor. Like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to agree with you on that. I think he's been dealt a shitty hand, but even that shitty hand this year, I mean, you were a playoff contender last year. You're, you're one win away from the playoffs. This you can't even fucking sniff a win. What happened to this offense? What happened to running behind Jonathan Taylor? I mean, Taylor hasn't been the same crazy. this year. Taylor has not been the same this year. It's just been crazy. I, I don't know, man. It's uh, these. It's been a weird year. Um, there's a lot of teams that are surprising. Like nobody saw nobody saw the Giants coming this year. No. Nobody saw the Seahawks being six and three. I'm sorry if you if you thought the Sea if if you tell me that you thought the Seahawks would be pretty good this year, I'm going to call bullshit. Nobody thought the Seahawks were going to be. Here. Um, no. You know, Wait, some people there's have one it. other team. There's one other team no, that you're missing think, that everybody 
No, I'm not, because you and other people called it. They all thought the Jets would be pretty good this year. You called thought, that yeah. at the beginning of the season. You called it. There was other pundits who thought the Jets could be like an eight-win team in, in, in the playoff hunt. So, yeah, but the Jets are a little surprising. But I don't think there's nobody that saw the Giants being – Six and two, and the Seahawks being six and three. There's no, there's nobody that saw that at all. There's no, just, no, I didn't. Yeah, I, I figured Seahawks were jockeying for uh, one of the top first quarterbacks picks. off the board. Top, top, yeah, top five pick. Yep. Same thing, kind of with the Giants. I mean, the Giants is that team that I think all they needed was the right coach, though, and okay. to get that team back. I mean, they had. They had enough talent to do it. It was just, yeah, but could they put it together? And they haven't been you, able to put it together until this year. But did you believe in Daniel Jones? Because I sure as hell didn't. And I, didn't, I thought Saquon was washed already. No, I mean, I still don't trust Daniel Jones. I mean, I still think they need a, a quarterback. He's, he reminds me a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, yeah. he can win you games, no. but he's never going to take do you not over. Do that's a jar. That's a that's a that's a fine right there. Do not be smirched, Jimmy Garoppolo, by comparing <laughs> him to Daniel fucking Jones. That's a that's well, I'm sorry. Who, who else? Case now. Keenum. Fine. Case Keenum. Uh, All right. What, Brian Hoyer. I mean, I'll, I'll go down on uh, a couple other uh, quarterbacks. I mean, he he's he's no Ryan Fitzpatrick, baby. That dude's a beast. He's a lovely man with that beard. <laughs> Oh, He's got the NFL God. record for uh, most touchdown passes by the most teams ever. We were talking about washed athletes. Can I break out our bracket for the most washed athlete playing today so far? Let's do it. Let's bring this bracket All up. right. So here's our 16-seated bracket. Number one seed, Matt Ryan. Number two seed, Russell Westbrook. The number three seed, J.J. Watt. Number four seed, James Harden. Number five seed, Anderson Silva. Number six seed, Draymond Green. Number seven seed, Julio Jones. Number eight seed, Connor McGregor. Number nine seed, A.J. Green. Tenth seed, Ezekiel Elliott. Eleven seed, Joey Votto. 12th seed, Carson Wentz, 13th seed, David Price, 14th seed, Kawhi Leonard, 15th seed, Najee Harris, and 16th seed, Albert Pujols. I mean, I like how you put Najee Harris in there, and he's only two years into the league, and you already (laughs) called him washed. (laughs) You know, I'm hearing hearing Jalen Warren might be – Stealing some fucking snaps from him after the bye here. I mean, he just you got to do what right, you got to do. Reminds me of Trent Richardson, dude. He reminds me of Trent Richardson. That's who Najee Harris reminds me of. He just, I mean, I that, that, that's I mean, Trent Richardson had a really good rookie year. Everybody thought he was going to be the next big thing, and he completely flamed out by his third year in the league. And if Jalen, I mean, Warren, I, also, I also think that has a lot to do with Pittsburgh, though. They're just not a very good football team. 
Their offensive line is not very good. Their quarterbacks are not very good. So, I mean, when when teams are stacking the box and they can stop the run. But good good backs find a way around those things. So, what you're telling me, Saquon Barkley in the last two years have found ways around that. No, he didn't. Saquon Barkley was hurt the last two years. He was hurt the year before, by half the year. And, and he still and played half a year. And, then, and he missed, he he missed still games. played. He missed, come like, on. two games. Come on, man. Good back on their way, man. Remember that. You put – I'm sorry. You put Najee Harris on the fucking on, – on, on New England? I don't think Najee Harris is still doing shit. I don't I think he's doing yeah, he shit. Did. I think he was. No, dude. I, have you watched him dance around behind the line? Like, he doesn't That's fucking go sucks, though. But he dances That's fine. around you go, you, go ahead, you go ahead and drop him in our fantasy team, our fantasy league, and I'll pick him up and I'll play him. You're so you're you're funny, yeah. I'm not gonna drop him right now. I'm gonna wait till after the bye week, and I, I, I'm gonna see this Sunday exactly how much Jalen Warren eats into Najee Harris's fucking workload, and then and then there might be he might be getting fucking dropped, man. I, I, dude, he's he hasn't. Do you know? All right, I'm I, I'm sorry. I, there's been plenty of backs that have played on bad teams. Damian Pierce is a fucking prime example, Josh. He's in Houston. He's in Houston. They have no quarterback. They don't have a very good offensive line. Oh, and by the way, Josh, Damian Pierce against Philadelphia with Houston missing Brandon Cook and Nico Collins. So they missing their top two receivers. He ran the ball 27 times for 139 yards against Philadelphia, who's unfucking defeated. Meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, but they, their defense on the rush sucks, though. They got a good, they have a good pass defense, but against the run, they're not very good. Fine. Neither is Cleveland. Neither is Miami. And against that same Philadelphia team, Josh. Najee Harris had eight carries for 32 fucking yards. Eight carries, 32 yards. So there, has, there's your yes. difference. Okay. You take it to 27 carriers, he's going to have over 100 yards. No, he's he not. He had eight carries. He had eight carries. They didn't give him the ball. And he was only getting four, he was only getting four yards a carry. He was getting four yards a carry, which wasn't going to cut it. And then, again, he has yet. Najee Harris has yet to go for 100 total yards in any game. He hasn't even reached 80 rushing yards. He hasn't hit 80 rushing yards all fucking season. The closest he got was against the Jets in week four when he ran for 74 yards. He has not hit 100 total yards in a game this season, and he's not reached 80 yards rushing. That's because that offensive line is garbage. And the, but, I mean, the, you look at last year. He was the what second best back with most fantasy points. And no, that was he, the difference. He was actually fifth in, for, in fantasy fifth. points. He was behind Sorry. John fifth. Taylor, 
behind five. He's a top five back guy. last year. Top five back last year. Fine. With the same and, and the, a lot of it had to do with, with Ben Roethlisberger as the quarterback. They had a better offensive line. They lost their offensive no, line. No, they didn't. No. Yes, they no, did. Gosh, they that's two where, of them. That's where you're wrong. The offensive line for Pittsburgh graded out 29th last season. 29th. They're 30th this year. So the the difference is meaningless. It's the one. It's, it's they're tw- they were 29th last year. Fine. The, uh, they're 30th the this year. It's not like they were 14th last year and they're 30th this year. It's the offensive the, line is the same. It's, it's the, the difference same. is you had Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterback that could could throw the ball he and hit fine. the receivers. And he, was he might be worse, but he's still better than the quarterbacks are in fucking Pittsburgh right now. Come on. He's still better than the two cats that are there now. And you know this. Dude, Damian Pierce is running fine on a shitty Houston team. He's he's running great. He is running the ball fantastic. There's other backs who are having good years on shitty fucking teams. Travis ATN has been blowing up. On a bad Jacksonville team, bad Jacksonville team. I mean that that team can run the ball though. I mean James Robinson was blowing up too at the beginning of the year. They have a good offensive line. They have a good running game. That's it. So let me. Uh, if they, hold can, on. Let me, if they let me, can get if they can get some receivers, Jacksonville's a dangerous team. All right, let me tell you this. Let's go. Let's go here. 2022 offensive line rankings here by Pro Football Focus. Okay. The Pittsburgh Steelers have the 30th ranked offensive line. Chicago are the only two teams worse than Pittsburgh. Yet both teams have backs that are putting up more points than Najee Harris. Tennessee Titans, by the way. But, have but they're also giving ranked. their backs more opportunities. You just said the, the, Najee Harris isn't getting the opportunities. They're giving the ball, what, putting the ball that in the hands less than 12 times a game. That was one, that was one game. Here's, here's a couple of them. The loss to Cleveland in week three, he had 15 carries for 56 yards. He had, against Buffalo, they got down so bad, he had 11 carries for 20 yards. Against Tampa Bay in the win, he had 14 carries for 42 yards. The, the metrics aren't there. He's not – the efficiency well, isn't you look, there. Well, you look at all, the, all three defenses. All three defenses that he's faced are pretty damn good. Same thing with the Bengals. All the defense, four out of their game, four games have been against great defenses this year. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the second half. But Come I, I at just, me now, I bro. I don't think it's very good. Yeah, well, okay, so how good are these defenses? Just drop let, them. Let me just, ask just you. Just shut up and drop them. Put your money where your mouth is. Drop them on fantasy. Let me pick them up, and yeah, we'll see how we he go. does the rest of the year. By the way, Put your money where your mouth is. Some pretty good, I guess some pretty good defenses like Tennessee – Philadelphia. Philadelphia's got a pretty good defense. The Chargers have a pretty good defense. He gashed the Chargers for 131 yards on the ground. So, I don't actually, know. We'll the see. Chargers' run, rush defense is actually hot garbage. 
fine. Fine. All right. Hey, by the way, let's. I want to talk about this because we got 12 minutes left, and and uh, I I watched it today for the first time. I didn't see it live over the weekend. I watched Crown Jewel. Okay. Logan Paul is more believable as a WWE wrestler than Jake Paul is as a boxer. And now, I will have Logan I will Paul, have to agree with you on that. Uh, Logan Paul is actually a pretty good uh, guy when it comes to in-ring. He might not have all the skills, but he does have a skill set to work great as a fantastic heel in WWE. Dude, he hit a blockbuster. You know how hard that move looks to flip over your guy and, and grab him perfectly by the neck? He executed the blockbuster perfectly. And then he hit a frog splash through the announce table. Well, he did that the last match he did, too. Well, so, I, I, I might have missed that one against the Miz. Yeah, he did, he did but that still, and, uh, when him and the Miz were tag teaming. Regardless, though, man, like some of those moves, I, you know, and granted, he's not a full-time performer, and he also hasn't spent years in developmental and coming up through the ranks. So he's obviously not going to have the largest moveset. But if Logan, if Logan Paul decided, I want to be a WWE superstar full-time, I think he could do it. I don't buy his brother, Jake Paul. Even the punches he fucking threw in the fucking crown jewel looked shitty as fuck. I didn't see the punch. Here, I, I will tell you this, and for all you wrestling fans that listen, and you might dis, you might agree, you might dis, disagree. Logan Paul is actually better than Dominic Mysterio. Hundred percent. I said that. Hundred percent. Dominic Mysterio. Dominic, I don't know. There's something about Dominic that just he doesn't look fluid in the ring. His frog splash doesn't look good, and. Logan Paul's frog splash looks phenomenal. I, I, so, I'm sorry, Dominic Mysteri, the only thing keeping him in the biz is his last name. That's it's it. his daddy. Yeah, like, that's it. You know, and, I don't think, see I don't think he would have made the roster if it wasn't. You're right, but, you know, we see this sometimes. The, none of the Flair kids looked very good in WCW. David Flair did not look like a competent wrestler, you know, nope. at the time. Uh, we see this sometimes. Some kids just don't. They have the name, but they don't have. They don't have the talent to do it. No, it it seems like the the superstars that were like your second and third fiddle, they're the ones breaking out these uh, kids that are becoming superstars. And it's it's kind of oh, crazy. You got Mike Rotundo, IRS, Bray Wyatt, um, Bo Dallas. Good good technical yep. wrestlers. Dusty Rhodes, Dustin, Cody. Yeah, but, Dusty, but Dusty Rhodes was a legend, though. He was a multiple-time He champion. was a legend, but he, he never got to the heights as a Ric Flair. He never got to the heights of The Rock, Stone Cold, yeah. uh, any of them. Yeah, he's, a, he's still a big name in, in the business, but he never got to the heights as them other ones. But you, but, same thing with Rocky Johnson, right? Rocky Johnson was a popular well, well, guy for a short time, but The Rock – Immensely, the Rock split up, yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll but see the, what happens with the Rock's daughter. She's uh, she just made her NXT debut uh, a couple weeks back. 
she probably won't be as good because her father's a legend. That's the way it goes in all sports, though, Josh, and you know this. If the dad is a legend, the kids are not as good. If the dad is a professional player and it's kind of like a journeyman or he's pretty good, the kids surpass him. I can point to a million different examples of this, but, like, as far as, like, being a legend and the kid not being good, Pete Rose, Pete Rose Jr., right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Michael Jordan's son barely played Division One basketball. They weren't that good. Then you look at guys that were okay where their sons were great. Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr., Bobby Bonds, uh, Joe Jellybean Bryant, Kobe Bryant. Like, so if the dad's a legend, the kids don't tend to live up to it. So that's the way it goes. I mean, the next example we'll see, Rick Steiner was a great tag team wrestler. He was very good, but it looks like his son, Braun Breaker, is going to be like the guy. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll have to agree with that one. He looks he looks like a superstar in the making. But we'll, we'll just have to see how he's booked and all that stuff, too. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think I don't oh, think he's man. got the chops like his uh, his uncle, though. What's that? I don't think he's got the the chops like his uncle Scott can talk on the mic. Okay. He kind of seems like uh, Braun struggles a little bit on the mic. So yeah, but hopefully he, uh, he can he get can there. Fix that. He can get there. Like look at Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was terrible on the mic for so many years, and he's come, he's kind of coming to his own now. But he yeah. he had Paul Heyman help him. Yeah, but honestly, yeah, if it wasn't for Paul Heyman, absolutely. Paul Heyman's a, a masterful artist when it comes on the, the mic. And I yeah. honestly, the only reason why they're even that far up anymore and, like, like famous is Sami Zayn joining that group. Oh, my God, that dude's a freaking breath of air when it comes to Roman Reigns and the, and the Usos. Like he's he's made them break character multiple times during uh, his uh, his little uh, things. Usy, I'm gonna get him a little Usy. And you seen Roman Reigns? You seen Jay? You seen um, the only one is Sokoa. Sokoa. He's the only one that did not break character, but you could tell he wanted to. That guy. So, um. That guy, Sokoa, what, uh, how do you pronounce the name? Solo Sokoa. When he came to the ring in Crown Jewel with the black towel over his head, he reminds me of fucking Taz. Taz, yeah. Yeah. That he does. All right. Let's, let's uh, go to some fan-submitted would-you-rather questions for us. So... Joe, Joe, your fandom for Ohio State is well-documented, as well as the Bengals. So, you've been asked, would you rather have Ohio State win the next seven national titles, but after every win, a Michigan fan gets the brick in your mouth, or would you rather Ohio State have seven straight losing seasons? Oh, that's easy. I'll take, I'll take the brick. <laughs> I, I take I take the next seven cha- national titles too. Hey, get and let, let some dude brick in your mouth. Oh, oh, dude, that's that's brutal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, 
I mean, let's be honest. You got to give me more of a, a challenge question than that, because like, well, yeah, I'm gonna go with Ohio State winning. I'm fucked. But uh, yeah, hey, but a Michigan yeah. fan, a Michigan fan gets the shit in your mouth after every national championship win. As long as they don't have diarrhea, but, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it tastes, it, it might taste like peanut butter. Take that shit. 
Yeah, <laughs> who's been known to get sloppy seconds? Wow. Wow. <laughs> to sex not, that's not entirely true, by the way. That's not really all that true. But, hey, guys, you know, tomorrow's election day, so we'll have plenty of shit to talk about on Friday. Is the is there wet? Is the red wave coming for the rest of the country here, or is uh, or what will happen after tomorrow's election? So get out there and vote. Uh, it doesn't matter. Absolutely, anyways. I don't care who you vote, vote for. Get out, get out there and just vote. You. How about that? Yeah. If you even vote though, for blue, you're even, dumb as fuck. Even though voting doesn't matter because no matter who you vote for, nothing's going to change because both fucking parties play on the same team. So. Exactly. Wow. They're all, they're, they all care about themselves and not us. Well, Let's be real about it. Yeah. Here, here's the big thing I will say. One, like you guys said, doesn't matter who you vote for. Get out and vote. But also, whoever you're going to vote for, do the research yourself. Don't just go off of what somebody else fucking tells you. Like, you might as well hand them the paper and let them vote. Fucking move the research. Look it up a little bit. Take five, ten minutes. Do some reading. And then make an informed decision. Okay. There you go, guys. Vote red. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all the time we, we got. All, we all we know we will be back here on Friday. Blue because he's a snowflake. Ah, oh, here we go. Here we go. You know, maybe I just like maybe I just like democracy to stand up. You know, I don't like I don't like my my party overturning elections and and claiming voter fraud. So, uh, on that note, no, we will be back on Friday. To claim that claim that his son died in a war, even though it didn't. Wait, what? You, Biden claimed his son uh, died in the war, and he didn't. Yeah, Biden okay. was uh, saying that his son died in Iraq, and that's not true. I think he died in China on a bad business deal. All no, right. unfortunately, All right, sadly, guys. he died of brain cancer, I believe, but it wasn't in Iraq. So All right, y'all. Have a good night. We will be back on Friday. We will discuss what happened on the midterm elections, and uh, along with much more. Hopefully Sam's back, but Sam's been missing in action. I don't know what's going on with him. He's gone radio silent since Friday. So take care, all. We'll be back on it on Friday. We cover our bases. Face it, you can't erase us. Back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it. Always our response is amazing. Our bases covered. Yeah, yeah, you know you love it. Our thoughts, they be off of the dome. 